0: And the fans who want to keep pounding, for the ones who want an inside look at the vault. This, this is this
1: this this is views from Main
0: Now here's your host Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. And away we go, ladies and gentlemen, another rousing, partially rendition of the Views from Mint Street podcast. Your home. For all the Panthers talk, you can stand and then just a little bit more. The Views from Ministry podcast is in your ear holes right now, ladies and gentlemen. Ever so glad to have you. My name is Rob Brown, host of The Rob Brown Show in Greenville, South Carolina, right in the heart of Panthers country. And of course, beside me virtually, as always, my co host on that show and this, he is the great one. Lonzo Reitzel, and we'll get into the numbers, the stats, the figures, the X's, the O's here in just a moment. Zo, so, you yeah, had him down 10 with eight minutes to play. And I would love to be able to come in and go, hey, we got Tom Brady. That's the magic of Brady. I, I, I would feel better, honestly, if we could come in and say that was just Brady doing Brady things. And we're just the most recent victim uh, Brady didn't do anything magical. He didn't do anything spectacular. He didn't do anything that a lot of other quarterbacks couldn't do. Uh, frankly, we just fell apart defensively down the stretch, and he took advantage of it. Uh, as a former NFL wise man once said, we, they, they, they were who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. Carolina had that game in hand and then just fell apart when the chips got pushed into the middle of the table
1: finally 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 the burden is lifted finally we don't have to speculate can we do it this week can we do this the burden is it's it's gone it's off my shoulders my shoulders are feeling light I feel like i could jump to the moon don't have to worry about this stuff anymore cuz finally the panthers showed their true colors what we hoped were not their true colors but we knew deep down were their true colors and uh, I, I think that they've solved one problem and a problem that I got to say, we have a host on on our uh, station, a co-host on our station, who uh, I saw a tweet that Steve Wilkes has proved that he des- – no, he didn't. No, he didn't. He proved exactly what I've been saying all along about inconsistencies. Why did the Panthers lose this game, Rob? I know we're going to break it down, but it really comes down to they cannot ex- execute the same game plan two weeks in a row. Knew they couldn't do it, said it last Friday. There's no way that they're going to be able to do it because they haven't shown that they would, and they didn't. They decided, you know what? Oh, wait, they, they st- Deontay Foreman, they just stopped them. You know what? Uh, we can't run the ball. Hey, let's hit. give it to Sam Darnold and let him win the game for us like he's ever been able to do that since he's been in the league consistently. No, it just – is. thank you, Steve Wilkes. Thank you. Because now I don't have to worry about it, and hopefully I'm not going to have to apologize come August when he's at training camp and I have to sit across from him possibly. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's done. I think he's gone. We're going to talk about something a little bit later on about possibilities of uh, of his replacement. But if you win that game – and one next week, he probably would have won the job, but he did not. He said you talked about they are who we thought they were. He is who I thought he was. Inconsistent. Seems like a cool guy, but not necessarily a head coach. So a couple of
0: things uh, to respond there. And I, I'm gonna I I don't ordinarily push back on you very hard, but I'm going to here that L's on, on Sam Darnold. There's a lot of names that I could put that L on. Uh, Henderson. Is uh, how many, on that how many turnovers? How many turnovers? Three turnovers total, two fumbles and a pick. Um, whose, whose, fault, whose fault were those? Th- the fumbles were the fact that the offensive line absolutely crumbled in that game. Is there is there a disagreement here that that was the worst offensive line performance we have seen out of this unit since like week three? Is there a disagreement there? No, no disagreement. Okay. So the offensive line, a unit that we had really almost every podcast taken a shine to giving them their flowers for performance on a weekly basis had the worst outing they have had since Matt Rule was still the head coach of this football team it was pathetic and i've got some numbers for that later on in the pod if we have time to get to them uh sam darnold had two or three different plays where a lot of quarterbacks would have been sacked for six, seven, eight yard, nine, uh, nine yard losses, that Sammy D made something happen. That loss was on a lot of people. It was on Icky more than Sam Darnold. It was on Moton more than it's on Sam Darnold. It's on Henderson more than it's on Sam Darnold. It's on Steve Wilkes more than it's on Sam Darnold. It's on Ben McAdoo more than it's on Sam Darnold. I'm not sitting here trying to make an argument that Sam Darnold's the future. He's not. That we should ride with another year of Darnold. We shouldn't. I'm not making any of those arguments. What I am going to do is I am going to defend a guy who till the very end of that game, despite getting knocked on his rear end quite a number of times by terrible pass pro from the OL, I am going to defend Sam Darnold because that same butt he got knocked on, he played off late in that game trying to give us something he put this team up 10 points with eight minutes to play and the defense absolutely collapsed and I'm gonna tell you that I am I am very much in the air I I do not think Steve Wilkes is back next year uh the fact that it was the defense that fell apart in that game the fact that the offense gave us plenty of room to breathe and to win that football game and the defense collapsed. If Steve Wilkes wanted that job, that's the one thing he can't have happen. He can't have his defense absolutely fall apart in a game where elimination is on the line. It wasn't the offense that collapsed in this one. The offense did everything they could do despite having a pathetic showing from the OL. The defense collapsed, and that's why Steve Wilkes will not be the head coach next year.
1: Well, and the thing is, I mean, you know the guy that Brady's going to throw it to. He started getting that to Evans early. It was working, and then he continued to throw to him, and they did nothing scheme-wise defensively to to uh, stop that from happening. They, they sacked Brady a couple of times. I mean, they were getting pressure on him, but they kept giving up the big plays, and the big plays is what cost them, and I agree. The defense hasn't played up to where it had achieved midseason in a while. I mean, there are still some bright spots, Frankie Louvou and 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 – the guys that were making making the sacks and some interceptions and stuff. But but still, you're right. In the end, Steve Wilkes, defensive coach, has his hand on the defense, and the defense failed. But it really comes in. There is failure all the way around. And I get what you're saying about Sam Darnold, and I get what you're saying about the offensive line. What I'm saying is if you put the ball in Sam Sam's uh, hands to win – then it's a recipe for disaster because he hasn't been able to do that. And if you tell the offensive line, hey guys, we're just gonna throw the ball today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting.
0: Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.
1: When they enjoy doing the, the run blocking, that's what they're best at. They're not going to play as well. I think it comes down to game plan. They found out, hey, we're not doing what we did last week. And they maybe they just wanted to go home. You know, maybe they're like, yeah, I don't want to go in the playoffs. I just want to go home. And maybe the effort wasn't out there. Um, and like Wilkes has won as many games as Matt Rule. And I know there are a lot of people in the beginning of the season were like, okay, we're good now. We got somebody else in there. He's going to he's gonna do better than what Matt Rule has done, and he did not.
0: I will uh I will make this real simple because simplicity is beauty, in my opinion. It's why I'm a big fan of the Eagles, right? The music's really simple, but it's it's well constructed in its simplicity. Uh, as much as it pains me, the formula for success for the Carolina Panthers has been evident all season long. You double the amount of runs as you have passes in the games we have done that, we have won. In the games we haven't done that, we have lost. Sam Darnold threw the ball 37 times, the Panthers ran it 22 a week after the best performance we have seen out of this football team in probably three to four seasons because we ran the ball almost 50 times. We came out in this one and threw it 37 and ran 22. Now, obviously, very late in the game after the Bucks put up 20 in the fourth quarter and we found ourselves in a position where late in the game, we had to throw the ball. That number's a little bit inflated, but not... Very much, if we're being honest, you threw 37, you ran at 22 a week after Foreman and Hubbard showed you that they could decimate teams even lined up to stop the run if the run game was efficiently executed and we just didn't do it right. I said on the pod last Friday and I'm coming back to the defense. The defense is responsible for this because even with that formula being betrayed by the Panthers, the offense still set up the defense to win this football game and they failed miserably. And we'll talk about that further in a minute. But the simplicity was right there. We got away from it. And what did I say last week when we put out the pie? If the Panthers come out and they follow the same game plan that they put together against Detroit, they will beat the Buccaneers. They will beat the Saints and they will win the division. But if, for whatever reason, this coaching staff decides, oh, we're smarter than that, we're going we're gonna to outsmart everybody by throwing the ball and going against our identity that was so damn successful the week before, then we will lose to Tampa on the road or New Orleans down in the Superdome. They looked much better this weekend beating Philly and we will be going through heartbreak and devastation instead of hope and excitement like we could have, should have, would have been, and that is exactly what happened. We went out there. We forgot we're a run-first team. We threw the ball almost 40 times, and we got beat. Still, a lot of it, most of it, maybe all of it on the defense because even with that formula being betrayed, we were still in a spot to win, but we screwed the pooch Royley good news I guess is we can't draft worse than 16 now so yay silver linings I wanted that division I wanted the south I think winning the south would have been a massive statement that this team was way closer than we thought it was even two or three months ago and the fact that our coaching fell apart D minus in this game is going to frustrate me all the way until the draft. It really
1: is. Well, it's a good thing Ben McAtee was wearing that towel around his shoulders because when he goes out and does his man versus food thing and tries to eat as many lobsters as he can in an hour to get that free T-shirt, he's prepared and ready to go. And uh, you know what? He's probably going to get that opportunity pretty quick.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, I think that, and, and I've seen the rumors fla- floating around today. I will tell you, and again, I am not a soothsayer. I am not a prophet. I I, I have mild connections in Charlotte that are kind of giving me a little info here and there. I thought you were going to
1: say you have mild connections to the spirit world, but nothing that you want to brag about.
0: I've got that ESPN thing, though, you know? Uh, I've got some folks in Charlotte that I have spoken to that have told me that, Wilkes is less likely today to be the head coach next year uh, than he was three days ago before the collapse yesterday. Uh, I have not talked to anybody who has had a specific name. I have not talked to anybody that's got a specific candidate for the job. We know that Jim Harbaugh is, scratch that, there are reports that Jim Harbaugh may end his tenure at Michigan after they fell to TCU in the bowl playoffs this weekend. His name will likely, as he will be for Indy and Denver and whatever other teams are looking for a new head coach, be on the lips of Panthers admins in the front office. I don't know that he is a is the guy if he will be a front runner or if we will be a front runner for him. I have seen some other names pop up as far as I am concerned. They are all nothing but speculation at this point. But I am convinced, though, Steve Wilkes is less likely to be the head coach now than he was 48 hours ago. And it is going to be based on the fact that a guy that was supposed to be a defensive mastermind watched that defense collapse. That was not Brady doing Brady stuff. That was not some magical performance from the GOAT. That was a quarterback having a good day just roasting a defense that did not make adjustments and fell apart in the biggest game of the last three seasons, and it's nothing more than that.
1: I think the question is, are we going to get the Tepper who's patient and willing to let things develop, or are we going to get the Tepper who goes, you know what, it's time to go in a different direction, and I think that's the one we're going to get.